0: City limits, I'm Kevin.
1: I'm Ann.
0: Ann, it's uh, pretty hot out there today. Um,
1: mm-hmm. Happy Father's Day, Kevin.
0: Thanks. I'm <laughs> um, looking forward to kicking back a little later. Me um, too. <laughs> after we do this, <laughs> and then I have to edit it. Um, but um, why don't we start by talking about the uh, the pension bond?
1: Okay. So we had the finance meeting last Monday night, the 14th, and it was a great you know great discussion. Everybody was asking good questions. Um, the administration came back and they brought Prim in to discuss maybe having prim invest the whole 475 million dollars of the pension bond um into prim solves part of the problem but not all of the problem um but the discussion went um around the table and i know um very many of the counselors had some you know some good insights into what their concerns were and i was glad to hear um we were having good conversations yeah
0: i would just like to say you know the whole prim thing Mm -hmm. and and the years Mm -hmm. um i'd like to thank some of the people that write in here absolutely tom and chris and jackson and david yeah Yeah. um,
1: our own little personal investment advisors (laughs) yeah
0: so so now the administration's investing in prim Mm -hmm. not as much as we want but yeah um and then the the year the analysis about the years that Mm -hmm. we we talked about in the show
1: absolutely some
0: of these from some of these guys yeah um so I think of, that's exceptional.
1: I think it is exceptional So it's a, it's the very thing that we were talking about about how other communities um, <coughs> other communities did that. So Andover actually put together an investment advisory committee. Um, we did it through a podcast, <laughs> yeah. but you know the, the real the real thing here is that there were people listening, and, and it wasn't just us, Kevin. It was also some of my fellow colleagues and yeah. um, and the administrations. But you know the, there is a bigger issue because it's not completely there with 475 with prim and 20 right. years um, because we have the other side, which is the Quincy Retirement Board. And you know my concern there is is 400 million dollars still being invested. I asked a simple question: How long is the Makita? When you know when's the Makita contract up? I guess it you know it got renewed in February in the middle of the whole process of this. Yeah. And one you know the administration saying that they don't really they, the Quincy Retirement Board is completely substantially separate from the city of Quincy, and that they really can't direct them to do certain things. But you know the former director of the Quincy Retirement Board was Tom Koch's former campaign manager. Yeah. So it's not and like- And she worked on his, and she and his worked, staff. She worked, it's not like we don't have opportunities to have right. these discussions and make things right. So to criticize them and say that they're not doing a good job investing and staying with the same organization for seven more years and not really pulling those two pieces together to solve the bigger problem, which is yeah. the investment. And, so then, we, and
0: then to try to force it into in meetings yeah. For the end of the year.
1: And the way you could actually, the way you could have actually done that is by having that- like a committee that we basically we did a committee and basically have the real discussions and troubleshoot all those problems and and find ways that both the quincy retirement board and the city of quincy taxpayers and the investment of a bond could work together and we can ensure that we're doing the best we can for the taxpayers because if this doesn't work again um you know it's going to be a second unfunded liability down the road
0: right so in the meeting itself Mm -hmm. uh, there was a vote Mm -hmm. counselor Ward five counselor phelan did not participate in the discussion. Phelan, who was formerly the city's IT director on Tuesday, said he is recu- recused from the matter because he is a current retiree. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a vote. Uh, Councillor Devona proposed um, going from a 30-year to a 20-year bond, mm-hmm.
1: which is better. But we should be really just funding it through 2037. That would right. be the that would be the safest bet for us. But
0: right, um,
1: it would not save the administration open the budget to spend though, so it would be.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Councillor Andronico um, raised concerns about the 30-year bond. Also, the idea that the next generation is going to pick up the tab for this. Um, This happens in local government. It happens in state government. It happens at federal level, which is we just kick the can down the road. He said, this is not to say that it's the fault of this administration. It is the fault of previous decades of work from the 60s leading on after.
1: Well, it would be if we go 30 years, it would be that would be the fault of the current administration. But and I do agree with Councillor Andronico, because 30 years from now, nobody, you know, this administration is not going to be, you know, they're not going to be worried about yeah,
0: it yeah we hear a lot about the administration worried about kicking the can down the road when it comes to roads and other infrastructure but when it comes to
1: finances mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not a problem yeah well there's a lot of pointing <laughs> fingers backwards too like yeah. why we have all these problems because people kick the can down the road and we're fixing it right. <laughs> but we're not really
0: <laughs> um and then Councillor kane who voted against the bond noted the city would need a rate of return of 7.25% mm-hmm on its investment each year to avoid creating additional unfunded liabilities if the bond passes. Mm -hmm. Francesco Mm -hmm. uh, Danielle's presentation, however, referenced a 6.8% rate of return over 30 years. Um, Council President Liang also voted against the proposal Said she appreciated the... Work the administration put into the proposal but could not vote in favor because of the risk of that. The investment might not generate the necessary return. Mm-hmm. And that vote went down, I guess.
1: Well, it was five to three and it will come out of committee for the final vote right. on Monday night.
0: And that would... Would not pass.
1: So, with- yeah, because because um, Councillor Phelan um, is recusing himself because of, um, you know, collecting a pension. And this is his choice. He he he's from the very beginning decided that he was not going to participate in this, you know, has not yeah. had any questions, has not participated, hasn't. You know, he might listen to the meetings, but really hasn't been, you know, engaged in it. Let's just say There right. we don't know where. So we
0: have a bit of news.
1: Yep. So we do have a bit of, we got phone calls or I got phone calls from people who were really, really upset. And, you know, these, this would be the, you know, this would be rumor has it, you know, and they were telling me that counselor um, Phelan is now going to be voting in favor of this on Monday night. And, you know, I, I don't know, and I can't answer people's questions, but, you know, I, I spent my Friday night answering phone calls and people being upset asking me if it was true and i said i couldn't answer that question because i'm not counselor phelan but you know i did call counselor phelan and it appears to be true but no i'm not i am certainly not judging council he's 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 entitled to do what he wants to do you know but but
0: it doesn't look great
1: i, I did i did say that optically it doesn't look good <laughs> um but you know the, the thing is, and is the
0: administration <laughs> just out of nowhere well we'll get into some more yeah. of this but
1: I believe I believe um, they they told him legally he can and he and quite honestly I believe he, prob- he probably
0: probably twisted his arm a little baby maybe uh, well he know.
1: felt uncomfortable with it and now he's being told he can do it and and you know and it again optically if this happens optically it's it's not looking good and you know several people wrote to me and and um, you know I, when I before I called Counselor Family, I did say um, if you feel strong about that write you know send send emails to people let people know yeah including me so
0: so. Um, the mayor was on um, Joe Catalano's podcast this week mm-hmm. and Joe asked him about the, the bond and the vote and he had some interesting quotes here.
1: Mm-hmm. He's a little um, tone deaf.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Joe asked him specifically about the vote and he said, I'm actually absolutely blown away, Joe, that there would be anything other than a unanimous vote on that. It absolutely, It's absolutely mind-boggling to me that they don't They don't understand the math on on that.
1: I understand the math.
0: (laughs) This is absolutely in black and white in front of them. The savings this would be for the city and the budget. It's um, interesting to me, all of a sudden, they're experts on investments. When If we didn't bring this in, I bet not one counselor would have asked the question about the increase of $4 million in the retirement that goes up each year, as you know.
1: Okay, so I'm going to stop you right there, Kevin, because I think- I have more. I know oh, you do. <laughs> I think that that's really unfortunate because we weren't brought in and we were, we were just kind of told this was going to happen. We were given a budget with $475 million approved before we even discussed it. Maybe if the administration basically stepped up, took a step back and actually did the homework that they needed to do and presented it and had a dialogue for quite some time with us, we could all get there together. But to slam it in the way they did- that's that's on them, that's not on us. Right. And I'm not an investment expert. I said I wasn't. I don't claim to be. I don't go out and hire people that are, you know, marketing experts and bring them in as the as the experts. That's this administration. And at the end of the day, you know, they're promising. I mean, um, Mr. Mason basically said he could get a 1.75% bond and um, that's without the coupon rate i don't know if he can and you know i think there's a lot of promises and i'm very concerned about it and i'm just raising that flag and that's my job as a counselor and i'm not ignorant
0: (laughs) yep and then he went on to say it's it's uh remarkable to me we have all the outside experts and financial advisors and even cinder mcnerney who from southwest hilltop she absolutely recommended
1: it. Is that that's, in writing? I don't think that's nope, true. She didn't. I, this is a fabrication. This would be if you go she back. Says and says the arch- way
0: you manage it.
1: It's the way you manage it. And the other thing that she said that the administration's not being truthful about, if for some reason you don't make those returns, you have excess levy that you can go back and tax the taxpayers for. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Senator um, McNerney. I wish the administration would be a little bit more honest about what he's telling people.
0: Then he went on to say, by the way, this all started in 2006 by the city council that passed the legislation. Mm-hmm. And then he, he kind of caught himself when none of these individual counselors would have been on the council.
1: Yeah, that uh, was actually, um, I think it was Senator Keenan that brought it through. And it's yeah. it's a good thing to have. I'm not suggesting by any means it's not a good thing to have. I also think that it takes a lot of homework to, be, to do it right. And I just don't think this administration did the homework and certainly didn't, you know, didn't do it publicly to have the discussions. And they didn't solve the biggest problem, which is their biggest criti- critique, which is the Quincy Retirement Board is making bad investment choices.
0: And then Joe, I think went on to say, um, to ask him about 20 years uh, versus 30 years. Mm -hmm. Um, You probably understand that better than I do.
1: Yep. So basically what was what they were asking is, is that going to do anything to your budget? And it is because 30 years is spread out a little bit longer and the payment would be a little bit lower, but the interest that you would pay, the taxpayers would pay over time would be more. And 20 years saves you more taxes up front. You're, you're, it still level sets your, your um, payment and it's a little bit higher. So,
0: And then- um, It's going to um, change his budget. Yeah. One of his answers about the counselors again was, I just don't understand it. I don't know if it's ignorance. <laughs> I don't know if it's- If it's not understanding math, I just don't get it on the three. I just don't understand it.
1: It's unfortunate. And
0: he said, if it doesn't pass, uh, this isn't a threat, just the reality. Taxes will go up significantly and or budget will have to be cut significantly.
1: So, again, this administration basically is holding us hostage again. And giving us two meetings and saying, I sh- I'm shocked we don't have a unanimous vote. <laughs> not actually thinking that any of this should be discussed because I guess he uh, believes in his math. And maybe we could all believe in his math if we actually had a little longer to discuss it. I don't think we would, though, because the very math right. that we're talking about is the investment portion. But and Quite honestly,
0: I think the administration's used to getting unanimous votes for everything. So
1: mm-hmm. They're not used to it. They're certainly not used to pushback. I know right. that. Yeah. And again, we, I have to just go back. We just had a we've had a podcast. We invited people to discuss. We had four people write into us on a regular basis, including all of the counselors. And, you know, we had great dialogue and it moved the needle in that discussion
0: um, away from what their experts were saying.
1: Yeah. And and,
0: to to prim and now to 20 years. and, And now we're saying, you know, all of it
1: and I, unfortunately if if the administration actually had that dialogue maybe a little earlier we could be really making solid decisions for the city but this is just again quick quick math how do we make the budget you know how do we get to the budget where we want to spend more money that's really what yep. this is about and now he's now the threat is you know your taxes are going to go up or things are going to be cut which you know that is his job as the CEO of the city not to just come in and come up with magic numbers to say look at we can spend more
0: okay so now I promised we're going to switch gears. So uh, the Adams Academy uh, was eight to one. You voted yeah. no. I voted if you no want to the, yeah. Tell people why.
1: Well, this is a bond that we're going to take out $9 million to buy the Adams Academy and the two buildings next door. And it was interesting because our our um, we had um, Matt, Mr. Masterson, who is the, um, the deed expert who comes in and talks to us about deeds. And he was talking about the two buildings, the real estate properties, the um, office building, and I think it was a funeral home. Um, I think it was a dentist in one and a funeral home in another. But but in any case, those are the two properties that he was discussing. Those are the only two properties he's, he discussed. And the Adams Academy was discussed by council. It was by by city solicitor Jim Timmons, and that one right now is is with the, it's with the SJC. It's in the Supreme Justice Courts. And there's the city of Quincy went back and is basically suggesting that um, that they own the building. So I thought, why would we? Bond something out that we might own. Like why, yeah. why? Why not wait till you get that decision? And you know we did make a phone call over to them, and we were told that it's, it's things are things are moving, and the decision is not. It hasn't been de- decided yet, and there'll be one. So we're gonna bond, and then it's coming out of the it's coming out of the CPA monies, and that money is the taxes that they collect from you. And if there's five different buckets, and they're saying that it's for um, historical per- pre- preservation, and you're not supposed to build. With historical preservations you can you can fix the buildings but you're not supposed to build anything on it and they're going to eventually build on that property that they're spending and bonding they're going to build a very expensive museum of some form so these things are all weren't they weren't adding up to me and i was asking those questions yeah. i really just wanted them to wait to see what the ruling comes back you know because it's so, a lot of money you're spending in, in legal fees
0: so it seems like we're going to have if this went through there's a boatload of money on the other end mm-hmm. which i think counselors are a little bit short-sighted mm-hmm. so this this got approved that Three lots,
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: Adams Academy. I'm all for preserving that. Yeah, be the, the other two lots, it sounds like they're going to sit vacant for a long time because this hey. mayor's going to come back with a proposal for millions and millions of dollars.
1: Well, currently, I think he's saying that that um, you know we're going to get donors to do it in the state and the federal yeah, money. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> um,
0: okay, but that hasn't. We haven't seen any indication that that's actually
1: uh, yeah. up and we're, running. You know, we're going to buy the Monroe building with. Right. pandemic we're money have like four visitor centers <laughs> Exactly. we're gonna have a visitor center in in the monroe building and then we're gonna have a visitor center and a museum down the street and then we'll have a visitor center across the street yeah. because we don't actually work collaboratively with the <laughs> um with the national parks but you know it's, don't worry it's crazy we'll have four you know and everybody's everybody that goes to them are going to go to all of them so the same people it's right. not new they're not unique people <laughs> they'll be the same people if we're lucky it's unfortunate, but you know, it's a lot of money. And, and, you know, the thing that the real problem is, is that we, we took them to court. We, we're, it's, we're, we're basically saying to this to the SJC, we don't like your one ruling because it was one, one, one judge that said it. We want the whole bench to rule, And now we're saying we're just going to take it by eminent domain. All
0: right. So I'm going to switch gears again. So we did just talk about the uh, new visitor center in <laughs> the Monroe Building. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting that the uh, Quincy College Board of Governors Chairman Paul Barbadoro, I hope I'm saying that right, mm-hmm. was on uh, Joe Catalano's show. It was a busy week. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he has some interesting things to say. Yeah.
1: He did. Hannah Setting the record straight. <laughs> I loved it. Thank you for coming on.
0: <laughs> um, uh, Joe asked him a uh, discussion about how there's the college is a financial drain on the city mm-hmm. um how would you like to respond to that uh he said four or five years ago uh the nursing program um with that whole incident and before that we didn't we didn't need any help and then there was a drop of enrollment uh we changed the administration and the board um, a couple of years ago and this past year the city did help us out financially a little bit um, So the board has got fiscally more sound. Uh, We did a balanced budget this year. We're anticipating revenue, enrollment decline, and increase in uh, rental for the for president's place. I guess. Yeah. And then, but then he went ahead to predict in 2022 reserves will be in excess of 10 million Mm dollars. So we are not in a fiscal crisis.
1: It's great that they're not in a fiscal crisis. And I think he also said that the enrollment was gonna increase. Um, so here's the thing. I'm thrilled that the chairman of the Board of Governors at Quincy College is announcing to the taxpayers of the city of Quincy that they were once in a fiscal crisis, but they no longer are. Yep. So why are we building a building? But he did say that, you know, I would like you to build a building for us, but you know, we would like you to pay your health insurance yeah. <laughs> and your retirement. And if, you, you know, you're not
0: in a fiscal crisis, and you have ten million in reserves, you can pay for your own health insurance.
1: I would think, yeah. yeah, and they always have. And, you know, to claim now, and they he I believe also in that in that um in that show with Joe Catalano, he also mentioned how that they needed to have separation to get their accreditations. and um and they do. That's why we were doing the separation. So now we're trying to oh, go back yeah. to become a become a department of the city and but the
0: makeup of the board yeah. how it's covered. yeah. So um, I it
1: just I just think it's interesting, you know. It, it, at the end of the day, I'm thrilled that the the president of the board of governors went on to QATV and told us that the city, uh, Quincy College is in in um, great shape, and um, I'm hoping that that means that they're going to help us with the budget
0: because yeah.
1: they have ten million dollars. We could you know we could use some of that money to to balance that budget. And then
0: the last question from Joe was: Does the college board support the mayor's plan to use half the federal Uh, grant money. This was
1: interesting. (laughs) Yes, this is very interesting.
0: He said they have not discussed that as a board for a couple reasons. Mm. One, we haven't got the money yet. And two, just like CARES money, all those things, the government keeps coming out with different guidelines on what you can do with it. So that's not completed yet. We will talk about it. We will talk about it when when it's proposed to us when we have a board meeting and have a better idea of what we can and can't do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's going to be August or September.
1: Well, what's interesting about that is that they're actually reading the guidelines and I have to look them for a way. And right now there's no way that they can. And from what we've read, I mean, from what we, what we've been able to read and understand about those guidelines that they can't be used for, um, yep. a capital, capital investment.
0: And then shifting gears again, in. Um, <laughs>
1: It's been a busy week <laughs> yeah
0: there is a, a resolution mm-hmm. um from um five five counselors
1: uh it was started by counselor C- Council and i and this is this is a really good thing i just because i you know i think this is important
0: anthony adronico noel Bona, and that's you
1: yeah. <laughs> uh
0: brian palmucci are sponsoring a resolution against the proposed bridge inside blacks creek at this point this is in the resolution. At this point, we do not know the type of pressure pressure-treated wood being used, and that could cause great leaching of hazardous chemicals into the salt marsh. The area known as Pine Island is one of the last untouched and undeveloped parts of Quincy, and home to several uh, species of wildlife that call Blacks Creek home. Um, so we've have, we've have talked about this issue mm-hmm. quite a bit. I know you. I know that a lot of people um, within those three. Two groups, three yeah. groups?
1: From Quincy Making Waves to um, to QCAN. And um, the I think it's the um, Quincy Treaty Alliance have all formed together. And they have all worked very hard. And it's pretty impressive when um, when groups of people in the city mobilize. And they're able to you know, put a great presentation together, um, Quincy making Waves for QCAN. And basically, they all, by all working together and all st- stretching out the information to everybody and asking people to write in to MEPA, I think there's been over over 100 letters that went into MEPA basically saying that this is a bad proposal right. for this area. And it's a bad proposal for many reasons. I mean, they're going to be taking down beautiful trees, they're, it, they're going to be opening up the, uh, the estuary. There's just so many reasons that, that that it shouldn't happen. And even the local ward counselor is completely against it. And right. what I'm happy, I mean, I don't know why everybody didn't join on to this resolve, because if they were listening to their constituents throughout the whole city, people are upset about this. This is a, a 16-foot bridge, 400 feet long. They've already spent about almost $2 million in wow. in just the, um, from, from tie and bond, um, on this project and it's not even building the bridge so it's a large investment too much money being spent on something that's i'm not sure what it's for or why we would want to do it so it's really something that we, we it, it shouldn't be done and I'm, I'm i applaud councilor Phelan for taking such a big leadership role in this
0: yeah I don't know will those letters hopefully will have an effect but mm-hmm. I would just like to thank um, again those groups and people that that yes. listen in this show for for writing in yeah um again i think I think one all, of the- all these groups, um, move the needle on that, too. Yeah. and hopefully the the administration will listen.
1: I would like to say just one other thing: is that this is really no different than the bond, really, because there was no discussion about this. This was just something. If 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 one person wasn't reading the paper and caught wind that this meeting was happening, um, Time Bond was doing a presentation on this. They may never have been able to mobilize. This might have happened without anybody knowing. And in, in the you know in the eleventh hour, these groups caught wind of it and in a very short period of time mobilized and did an enormous amount of work and. Over hundred people—that's amazing. So I just want to thank all of them as well. And just remember, yep. it's important to present things to people so they can have buy-in. <laughs> right.
0: And the the last bit of news before we get to listener mail is uh, three more towers, Performing Arts Center coming in Quincy. It's Hancock Street, West Hancock Street. Mm-hmm. It's uh, proposed by Sam Slater of Tremont Asset Management. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess they have over thirty five hundred multifamily uh, units. And Joe Akari, who's a restaurateur, tavern in the square, uh, the Broadway in South Boston, I think, and mm-hmm. the playwright in South Boston. And back to Sam, Sam Slater, I guess uh, he's also a, a movie producer and an actor. Maybe. We haven't done all our homework on this, so we'll, we'll be getting back to it. But um,
1: well, they just did a press, so they just did a, a, a press release, or, or you know, a, a formal thing at the at the um, city hall showing the buildings and stuff. It just came out in the yeah. paper. Again, this is where most of us find out all our news. You know, it's it's presented in the, the newspaper and and then eventually it will come before the council. But it's um, it's exciting for the downtown. I, I have to tell yeah. you, um, what's disappointing the downtown is just there's not a lot of retail or not a lot of promises that we've been waiting for. Yeah. If you drive down the downtown people, and with, the, with COVID, it became very challenging for those restaurants. But, you know, th- th- we do need development and that is the right place to have the development is yeah. the downtown.
0: I, I know the mayor he was on his podcast and he so, sort of has a little bit of contempt for people that don't that uh, he has
1: contempt for people
0: <laughs> that have a uh disagree with disagreement with him on mm-hmm.
1: um, well residential
0: I, units yeah um and I, I I mean I think most people, want it in the downtown they just don't want it in the neighborhoods
1: well i think it's really disappointing because he was kind of one thing i will say is that mocking people who disagree with you is just not becoming it's not becoming at all and And, i mean you'd have to listen to his podcast and when you say
0: residential units Mm -hmm. um i'm all for residential units put them in the downtown um but where's the retail and and i know you he went on this thing about sears and roebuck isn't coming back folks well, nobody's always asking for, as in robot. we're just asking for some shops. And- yeah,
1: they don't even have to be big shops. They just, yeah. There's a thing called economic development that has to happen, and it has to, you can't just go to, you know, the thought was, well, if, if Alba's busy, you can go to another restaurant. If 16C is busy, you can go to another restaurant. Those are great, but after I eat, I might want to go buy a card or, you know, go to a go to a uh, you know just go to any other store i might want to might want to walk and, and and work off some of that those calories i just had and and pop into a couple of different stores along the way or shop before i go there are just things that you can do and in other places if you go up to portsmouth or if you go to portland portland's a great city to go to you know portland it's all restaurants but there's lots of different places you can shop at yeah. we have nothing Yeah, <laughs> so we have nothing so, and I'm, it's disappointing in that sense that we're not so, seeing that big picture um
0: this sounds like an exciting development. So um, we'll, we're gonna you know, follow this and uh, we'll be reporting on it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: and then, I'll be hearing about it in the council, so.
0: <laughs> and then the last part is uh, listener mail. So the first letter is from, um, this is from Pam. This one went, went to all the counselors, I guess. I just heard that Chuck Phelan may be putting in a resolve on Monday, Monday's City Council meeting regarding the Marymount Bridge to Pine Island. I am part of a group, Quincy Making Waves, and we are against the bridge as it will damage the fragile Black's Creek estuary. So if there is a resolve to stop this proposal, I would hope you would consider voting for it. On another item, I I also just heard that Chuck Phelan will now be allowed to vote on Monday night's meeting regarding the pension bond and that he may be the deciding vote. I really don't care if the City Solicitor feels that this is okay. I feel this is a conflict of interest. In the Thursday, June 17th issue of The Quincy Sun, on page one, it says Ward 5 Counselor Charles Phelan Jr. did not participate in the discussion. Phelan, who was formerly the City's IT Director, on Tuesday said he is recused from the matter because he is a current retiree. I continue to be disappointed that the city continues to pull the last minute low ball tactics to ensure that they get the answers they want, regardless of how the Quincy taxpayers feel about this issue.
1: Again, if we just had discussions earlier, rather than two meetings and just jamming things down people's throats, we could probably have found a better solution than this. All right.
0: And then the next one is from Noel uh, Councilor Mahoney. Uh, when Chuck Phelan was elected Ward 5 counselor after being a long time city employee, let go under the Phelan administration and rehired by the Koch administration, I made an assumption that he would be a rubber stamp for the mayor. I have been watching for this since he took office and he has surprised me on several occasions. I have begun to let go of those assumptions as he has acted with integrity. On the retirement bond issue, he cited conflict of interest as he collects a city pension and he has abstained from meetings and discussions. Tell me it isn't true that he is voting Monday night on the retirement bond. If it is true, at the end of the day, it's obvious to anyone paying attention that he is in the mayor's back pocket when push comes to shove. It's very sad that this mayor wields such power over people that he is careless when placing someone in a position that looks deceitful. I hope this isn't true. The city deserves more. I, su- I support term limits for mayor.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know, again, that, you know, this is up to Chuck Bailin what he's going to do. And I did get a lot of phone calls and emails, and people. I told people to get in touch with everybody at the council. Um, at the end of the day individuals make their choices. Chuck's an elected official. And um, and he's done good work. So, you know, and, and if he's going to vote on Monday night, he's going to vote on Monday night. And it's unfortunate. But, but yeah. that's, you know, that's going to be his choice. And he's going to be judged by it. And that's, we're all judged by what we vote on, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. So
0: <laughs> I think that does it for this week's show. I'm ready to celebrate Father's Day.
1: Happy Father's Day to all the fathers yeah, out there. Happy, happy father's, father's Day, Day to my dad. Fathers. You know, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm thrilled that we can all celebrate and really celebrate this year. So happy Father's Day. And,
0: and thanks for, for listening. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you next time. See you next
1: Thanks, everybody.